work in silence Trying to stop the violence Cause I'm killing my goals Here's my story Just imagine how I'm living Only fresh and authentic Never shaking the twisted I'm going off the specifics Moving with high intentions And exercising my mission Blending purpose with vision Now take a sip and just listen Hey and welcome to another episode of Pink Lemonade, an original podcast by the Skinny Black Girls Code. My name is Whitney B and I am your host and today I want to talk about how to use self-control to feel whole. Learn what I mean in today's brand new episode. Hey and welcome to season four of Pink Lemonade podcast. It's been a minute and I'm so excited to be back in this space to do the podcast. Like real talk, this has been a year of just a lot of challenges for me, but it's also been the year of a lot of revelation. I chose to step back this year to really evaluate who I am and how I want to show up in the world. Because a lot of the time people, they'll ask me, Whitney, why do you go so hard? And the reason for that is that when I'm at the end of my life and I look back, I want something to show for it. We enter and leave this world empty handed. But in between, we have the opportunity to create a life that allows us to feel like we have everything. Everything for me, it goes beyond material items. Everything is our experiences. How we choose to experience life is how we define our very existence. And I've spent a lot of time thinking about how I thought that others are responsible for the quality of my life because I didn't realize that I was accountable for my own direction. And what I had to realize is life is is what you make it. It is me and only me who can determine how and what I react to every moment that I take a breath. And while I can't control everything that happens to me, I can always control my response to how I show up in the world. And believe it or not, you have a choice to live life. And the less that you dwell on what things could have been, should have been, or would have been, choose to focus on making your right now a reality that reflects the life that you deserve to live. Sometimes that means showing up for yourself when you don't feel like it. It means overcoming fear, anxiety when you don't know what the outcome is going to be or just being okay with putting an expiration date on people or places or things that are blocking you from getting where you need to go. And I noticed that in life, we talk a lot about purpose and speak on it as if it's only subjected in the future. Purpose is not next month, next week or tomorrow. Purpose is sequential. It's about leaning into who you're called to be, to build on those future moments that require you to conquer where you are right now. And I once heard that saying, an unexamined life is not a life worth living. And I don't know where I heard that. It was in like college or something. I took like a political science class, but it really just struck my core. And every day I ask myself, am I living at my best? And am I doing everything in my power to not only just live life, but to understand my reason for living? So I used to joke with people that God didn't speak to me, or I said that he doesn't speak to me because I never had one of those prophetic moments that I would see people in church have when they said that God was speaking to them. And sometimes Something I've learned is that it's not that God doesn't speak to you is are you really listening to what he has to say? You know, are you really listening and hearing? But I realized this one day earlier this year when I was thousands of miles away from Ohio and California, and I was just contemplating life and just wondering how I got to that specific place. And at that specific moment, I was really feeling insecure in my business in the direction that it was going. But God spoke to me that day and he said, you have everything that you need. You're not lacking anything that you need and go for it. And when I heard that message, I got chills because here I was thinking that I was incomplete 
and missing things that I needed professionally. But what I didn't know that was going to happen is that I was going to take those very same words that God spoke into me and apply it not just to my business, but to my life. Not only do I have everything that I need for business, I have everything that I need just to be. And let me put that in perspective for you. And I'll I'll use business as an example because that's just where my mind is right now. So when you look at a lot of service-based companies, right, they offer packages. So I'll use the company Hootsuite as a prime example because I was just scheduling content (laughs) for a client. So Hootsuite is a social media management service that allows people to schedule their social media posts in advance. You have your basic, your pro, and your premium plans, and they all have these incremental benefits from the most basic plan. So in other words, the more money you spend, the better experience you have with the service. And in many cases, sometimes the most basic plan is enough and it has every single thing that you need to get started because, uh, and this is specifically for social media, because most people just don't have any business being on there Uh, with more than three social media sites, which is what they start with. And I use this analogy because at the most basic level, we have everything we need to be. In life, there are people who are so focused on getting a pro or a premium plan when they overlook the fact that they already have everything that they need at the most basic level. Sometimes we overindulge in what we think we need versus what we already have. And at some point, we've all heard that notion that we have to have something to make us better because we have the false belief that we aren't already complete. We see it in the gym ministry. We see it in the makeup industry. We see it in the car industry. We see it in the clothing industry. And they're all filled with products and services that tell us that we are lacking or not enough without the addition of a better body, better lashes, better cars, or better clothes. Subconsciously, we are in a long battle of externally driven thoughts of inadequacy that dictate how we see and feel about ourselves. We spend our whole lives searching for ourselves inside of people, places, things, or experiences because we fail to realize that these things are an add-on to our lives and not the answer to everything that we need to get to to know within ourselves. Now, a few weeks, I had a very um, intimate conversation with my husband who revealed something to me that, you know, just kind of shifted my perspective about some things. He revealed to me that when it comes to relationships, he doesn't believe in that term, my everything, because he doesn't believe that one person can truly be everything to someone else. And when he said it, you know, I won't lie. I'm like, what What, what are you saying? I took it to heart because how dare you tell me that I'm not enough? You know, I was, I was upset for a second. But again, you know, sometimes we listen to people, but we aren't really hearing what they're saying. And so I had to pull back the layers. And when I looked at it, I interpreted his words at first as me not being enough when I missed the entire message based off of my own insecurities. I thought that my love, my existence and presence had to be all inclusive to give him wholeness, but I was wrong. And I'm learning as I look at my own relationship with myself and and really more so with others. And you can't depend on other people to make you whole and they can't be the forerunner of your happiness. When Michelle Obama wrote the book Becoming, one of the things that stood out to me when she was asked about her relationship with Barack Obama was that she said, was what I learned about myself was that my happiness was up to me. And as I thought about my husband, her words came to my head. I, you, we have a responsibility not to just seek being whole, but to live in our wholeness. Seeking and being are two different paths, but both are necessary to go to sleep at night to know who you are. And as I look at my life, I've given a lot of power in others because I believe that those things define me. You know, I I didn't really have any self-control. I allowed others to control how I felt about myself. And what I'm learning is that it is unrealistic to place the expectation that people, places, or things are supposed to give me life when I haven't tapped into the things that truly make me whole. And as a result, I've made changes quiet. 
you know, just really quiet changes in my life that are necessary for me to feel good. And it's not because I read it in a book or I saw it in a video. My desire to lean into my own completeness is driving my lifestyle because for years I've been doing it all wrong. Instead of chasing my add-ons, I've made the conscious decision to chase myself or really to chase wholeness. And it's overdue and it's a shift to restore my own personal power. And in order for me to be great in my business, great in my marriage, great at being a friend, I have to be great at being me and everything that comes along with it. And as I walk on this path, here are a couple of things that I've realized. And the first one being is that you have to be obedient to something. You know, I've spent a large part of my life um, doing two things, you know, trying to be what other people thought I should be and also just doing what I want to do, which in a sense, we all have the free will to live life as we please. Right. But for me, doing what I want, when I want and how I want started to feel really authentic, not to get all spiritual. But I'm realizing that this way that I've been living for the last 28 years of my life doesn't feel good to me anymore. I have no regrets in life, but I don't want to live in the present making choices for me when those choices may not serve a greater purpose. And I've learned a lot from my choices and ultimately had to learn how to find life and the lessons to change how I've been living. One of the things that I now have been practicing is to be just more obedient. And it's just taking baby steps for me. Um, And one of the things that I've done is, you know, changing my health, right? So for about a year, I was getting sick pretty consistently. A lot of people don't know that um, because I'm one of those people I'll put on face, you know, I'll get things done regardless of how I'm feeling. But it got to the point where there were days that I couldn't even get out of bed because I wasn't living a healthy life. I prayed about it. And one day I just I just surrendered to doing what I knew that I was supposed to be doing. I changed my diet and that involved getting rid of red meat. Um, Shout out to bacon and steak. I miss you, but (laughs) it is what it is. And I had to start drinking water on a daily basis. And I started dancing on the praise team so I can get the best of both worlds. Jesus and exercise. So the sickness that I used to feel no longer exists because I listened to my body and I was obedient to what it needed to feel whole. And I've learned that just because I can do something doesn't always mean that I should. And one thing that I would just encourage anybody is just to find something to be obedient to and see how it changes how you feel. Sometimes I don't feel like being obedient, but you know, when I do what I need to do, what I'm supposed to do, I feel like I've conquered the world. And when you don't let what you or what someone else wants overshadow what you actually need, you give yourself a better sense of self-control. And self-control allows you to think clearer and make decisions that are fueled by what you believe instead of what's convenient. So you might say, okay, you know, with self-control is cool or whatever, but what happens when I fall short? And for me, at the end of the day, you have to call yourself out on your own shit. And that just requires you to learn how to reward and also punish yourself. And you have to challenge yourself when you're not living up to your own standards. That's just the bottom line. Because it's so easy for us to place expectations on other people and give them consequences. But what happens when you don't do everything that you said that you were going to do for you? It's a whole different ballgame when you aren't living up to your own promises. And you have to be bold enough to discipline yourself when you fall short. Now, I'm not saying that you need to beat yourself up or give yourself a pity party. But when you intentionally or unintentionally sabotage your progress, how are you going to deal with it? 
How are you going to make sure that you stay accountable? And I punish myself by being a little more selfish. That sounds crazy, but I'm a natural giver. So when I can't commit to myself, I make it my mission not to commit to others until I can show myself the same enthusiasm, energy, time, and respect that I give away so freely. On the flip side, when I do well, I make sure I acknowledge and reward my efforts. You know, I might go shopping, drink some pink lemonade. You know, I just do something, you know, like something for me, like drinking water every day might be a small thing to someone else who's been doing it. But for me, it's a huge victory that I celebrate for me and no one else. You have to learn how to clap for yourself, even if no one knows why you're clapping. And some of the things that we experience are not meant to be shared until we experience a breakthrough in our progress or until it's over. And you have to have enough self-restraint to save that story until you truly lived it. And one of the hardest things that I've learned in this journey is realizing that being um, being and, and ultimately practicing self-control, it doesn't always mean that you're going to be happy and you're going to lose people in the journey. And it's crazy because the more broken or lost that people are around you, the more that they're not going to understand you and how you operate. And that is okay. You can't take everyone with you because where you're going, it requires a level of focus and a mindset that everyone else may not have, or or maybe they're just not there yet. I remember when I was in the third grade and we learned about Harriet Tubman. Um, You know, for those of you who don't know, she was a woman who freed hundreds of slaves during the slavery era in the United States. And one of the things that I used to find wild about her story is that when she was leading slaves to freedom in the North, she carried a gun and she told them, you'll be free or die a slave. And she knew that if anybody turned back, it would put her and other people who are escaping in jeopardy of being discovered, captured, or, or just even dying. And when I think about her words, I think that we have to put it in perspective of our own journey. Either we push towards the mark to find the fulfillment and freedom that we need in our lives to be whole, or we allow ourselves to perish to the circumstances that currently make up our lives. Your desire to lean into your truths and wholeness has to be so big that you have no problem leaving people habits, mindsets, and anything else holding you back behind. Because at the end of the day, if it doesn't help you grow, it can't go. And one thing that I'm learning as well is you have to do things and experience thoughts that make you feel good, even when people are not watching. So being whole requires being in this moment. Spending time with your own thoughts without judgment and examining your mind, your spirit, your emotions, and a relationship with others is, is huge. And I'm at a place in my life, excuse me, I'm at a place in my life where I just want to be. There's nothing more that I want to do than to exist in a state of being that doesn't involve a title of being a wife, a business owner, an aunt, a sister, a daughter, or anything I just simply want to be and I'm committed to getting involved in my own life and being present in a way that allows me to adjust. Because the more that you're self-aware and practice self-control, the easier it is to make changes. When you make those changes, you start to feel like you by your own standard. And finally, the last thing that I've learned in this journey is to acknowledge and accept all parts of you, no matter how good or bad that they are. And so a little while ago, and you guys might have seen this, but I came across this woman who was trending on Twitter and I've never heard of her. Have y'all ever heard of Mia Khalifa? Um, I did some digging and I learned that in 2014, she made all kinds of news outlets um, after the terrorist group ISIS condemned her and threatened to kill her. So 
it's really crazy with her story. Um, she's definitely had a, a big shift in her life after that experience. But one thing that she said that I thought was so important and necessary was that she said that deliberately not talking about my past has hurt my future more than speaking my truth ever could. I'm ready to shed light on every questionable moment from my past because if I own it, it can't be used against me. Now, while I would never advocate for someone to stay in the past, like Mia, you have to come to terms with it. You are who you are, even if you've experienced bumps in the road. And the more that you face them, the more that they cannot dictate who you are and how you move in the world. There are good and bad parts to every single person on this planet. And I think that a lot of us fear our truth without actually understanding what we're afraid of. Sometimes you avoid your truth because you know you have to conquer them eventually, whether you're ready or not. And when you finally figure out the roadblock that is preventing you from going forward, what what's left to fear? Every time you learn about yourself, your newfound level of awareness should just make you feel like you just have a new sense of audacity. You have to ask yourself, who am I to fear who I am? Who am I to fear who I can become? Because the only fear that should exist is a fear of not going for everything that you're meant to have. Because a life without failure is not a finished portrait. It's like a, a canvas filled with caution. There are two outcomes to be learned through action or inaction. One leads to lessons and the other leads to regret. So which one are you gonna pick? And I'm learning to choose action every single time, even if the outcome is unfavorable or unknown. Thanks for listening to another episode of Pink Lemonade Podcast. I totally appreciate you guys. Once again, my name is Whitney B and I am your host. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please like, share, comment on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, or Google Play. You can hit me up on Instagram and Twitter at Pink Lemonade Pod or Pink Lemonade Podcast because I want to hear from you. So thank you again for tuning in and I will talk to you soon. Peace.